In this special two-part podcast, we're going to bring you some great Christmas music. Christmas carols reminding me that God's answer to times of stress is to remind us that He once invaded us with the Son of His love. We love the story of wise men and shepherds, angels and the image of the Christ child in the manger. So today and in the next part, this was a two-part series, let's soak ourselves in the music of Christmas. Join us in these two hours of Christmas music and features on Heart and Soul. This is part one today. To start today, here's an exciting invitation. David Clydesdale and his team, let's have a Christmas celebration. Silver bells, silver bells, listen to the ring. The choirs and the 
Angels We Have Heard On High, a great carol amongst many you'll hear on this special podcast program. Next we have the Carpenters with the wish that you have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Christmas future is far Christmas past is past Christmas present is here today Bringing joy that will last Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be From now on our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide
I love the words of that song which speaks of us being all together again. That was the Carpenters. Now St Paul's Cathedral Choir with the angels from the realms of glory on Heart and Soul's pre-Christmas special.
First Baptist Church Celebration Choir from Jonestown, Georgia with the classic Mary's Boy Child. This is Heart and Soul pre-Christmas. Around this time of year, people all over are packing shoeboxes full of toys, school supplies, and other small gifts. Those things might not be on my children's Christmas list, but for the needy children all around the world who receive these, it's a big deal. You see, for these children, these gifts represent love. Love that comes in a small package. That's what the very first Christmas was all about. Everything we need coming in the small package of a baby. This wasn't just any baby. We're talking about Jesus. One of the most well-known Bible verses reminds us that God loved the world so much that he sent his only son, Jesus. God loves you so much that he sent his son to die on the cross. And he rose again for you. Jesus wants you to experience the greatest gift, the love only he can give. Nobody loves you like he does. Heart and soul. Heart and soul. Now to Windsor Castle, and the choir there sings one of the greatest Christmas carols, O Come, All Ye Faithful.
Now to one of our special features, Bing Crosby loved to be involved in Christmas things. Some years ago he put together some folk tales relative to Christmas and one of them was called The Small One, about a little donkey. Well today we're going to play you the original recording of Bing and the tale of The Small One. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. The same winter sun that dances on the northern snow sprawls indolently at ease in the thick white dust of El Camino del Norte, Old Mexico. This is the hour of siesta, when the road belongs to the dust devils and the little brown lizards. Lying here in the shade of a pepper tree, a man can drowse and dream the strangest stories ever dreamed. Only that bee would stop buzzing. Or is it a hornet? No. No, it's only a small boy berating a disreputable-looking donkey. A donkey? A donkey you call yourself, the stupido. A fine animal with a stout leg on each corner, a handsome tail to shoo off the flies, and two beautiful ears to point the way you are going. And what do you do with these wonderful things the good God has given you? Nothing at all. Pablo? You are a disgrace to all the donkeys of Mexico. Hey, hey, Pablo. See? Oh, buenos dias, senor. Look, it's much too hot for all that commotion. But this donkey... What's the matter with him? What's he done? He has done nothing, but hmm? nothing. Hmm? And nothing is all he ever wants to do. Wise animal. Here it is, but two days before Christmas, when a load of wood could be sold in the village to buy gifts and a candle. But does he care? No. Well, there's no use getting upset about it. A donkey's a donkey. They're all alike. See, ungrateful and stubborn. Oh, no, no. You're wrong there, Pablo. Yes, but... I know, sure. Everybody says they are. And they beat them and curse them and call them stupid. The trouble is, they don't know the truth about little donkeys. No? And what is the truth? Well, it's not stubbornness at all. No, sir. Why, it's pride that makes donkeys so... Well, kind of aloof. Aloof? That's right. Sun, rain, good luck, bad luck. What does it matter? Their pride is a shield against anything that man or the elements can do to them. I don't see what a donkey has to be proud of. Oh, he has. Yes, indeed. You see, a long, long time ago, a great honor came to one of them. An honor so great that it lifted him and all of the donkeys to a place that you or I or, or all the world might envy. I do not envy this donkey. Well, you should. You know why? Why? Because of all animals and of all men, he's already fulfilled his destiny. What is destiny? Well, it's the reason for people being born or things created. Come on, bring your donkey over here in the shade. Now, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Si, senor. Come on, Cupido. Hey. Hey, listen, Pablo. Did you hear that? Only a donkey can make that sound with his hoofs on the stones of the road. Come on, lead him over here and listen to him. You see, Pablo, once upon a Christmas Eve, there was a small donkey. He was 14 unhappy years old, and he'd worked hard and long for at least 14 masters. He was a valuable animal, senor? <laughs> oh, no. He wasn't much to look at. He was battered and scarred. His tail was like a piece of rope unraveled down at the end. Yes, and one of his ears stood straight up like a cactus plant. But the other one hung down like a wilted cabbage leaf. And on top of that, 
His off hind leg had a limp. What was his name? Oh, they just called him the small one. Small one? That's right. His latest master was a woodcutter who also owned four younger and therefore stronger donkeys. Was the woodcutter kind to him? His son was. It was this boy who took care of Small One, made sure there was dry straw for his bed, and that the loads of wood weren't too heavy for Small One's back. I guess the boy and the old donkey were what we call amigos. Right. Close amigos. Well, one morning the woodcutter called his son to him, and he said, Son? Yes, father? Son, I want you to take this donkey, the one you call Small One, to a shop just inside the town gates. They'll give you a piece of silver in exchange for the animal. You mean... You don't mean you're going to sell small ones. He can no longer do his share of the work. Yes, but... Even when carrying half the load of other donkeys, his worn-out legs tremble and his sides heave like a bellows. But he'll be strong as the others soon. Just give him but a few weeks... An old donkey is of no use. One day he'll drop dead on us up in the hills, a total loss. Yes, but he's mine. The shop you will take him to is the second on the left as you pass through the town gates. But the second shop is the tanner's. His hide may be old, but it'll make good leather. But you can't do that to him. He's worked so hard. He's been so faithful. Come now. No crying over a miserable old donkey. All right, now. Be off with you. Yes, and take good care not to lose that piece of silver on the way home. Well, Pablo, that small boy and his small donkey made a pretty sorrowful picture as they traveled along the road to town. People along the way wondered why the boy was crying. You see, they couldn't know that the small one's hoofs on the road were beating out the words, going to the tanners. Going to the tanners. That was very bad. Yes, it was. Well, it was early afternoon when the small boy and his small donkey went through the town gates. It was market day. And all at once the boy remembered there was a horse market in the square. Why, if he could sell a small one to some new and kind master, the little donkey wouldn't be killed, and yet his father would still have the piece of silver. And so holding tight to small one's rope, and with his face streaked with dust and tears, the boy hurried to the horse market. Sixteen's the bait. Sixty for a mare so fine that not but princes ever sat her back. Strong of limb, sound of wind. Who'll make it 65? Look at that proud head. See that flowing mane. Do I hear 65? Excuse me, sir. Would you like to buy a fine donkey? What is it you want, boy? This donkey. He's for sale. The price is very cheap. Only one piece of silver. That bag of bones? <laughs> go on, go away or I'll take a stick to both your backs. Seventy. The bid is 70. Do I hear more? 70 once, 70 twice, sold for 70 pieces of silver. A fine bargain, my friend. Now, who has the next animal? Step up, please. Please, sir, would you try and sell this small donkey? Go away, boy. He's a very fine animal, not nearly as old as he looks. I told you to go away. He's terribly strong, and he eats very little. This is a horse market. We've no time to waste on donkeys. But a small donkey would take such a small time. <laughs> All right. All right, my boy, if you insist. My friends, a great bargain I have to offer you. The proud owner terms it a donkey. But being truthful, I would call it an animated pile of shaking bones. No, he isn't. He's strong. Observe how the moths have been at the hide. 
And the tail? Is it a tail? I think it's the stub of a broom worn out from sweeping the courtyard. Don't say those things about him. Yes, a true museum beast, my friends. Moldy with age and loose in the joints. He's not like that at all. Ah, but we mustn't laugh, my friends. Because its owner assures me that this animal is fine enough to share a stall with the king's horses. You can't make fun of him like that. He's a fine donkey, and he does belong in a king's stable. Yes, and maybe someday that's where he'll be. All right, all right, boy. Take your donkey and move along. We've got business to attend to. And now, my friends, that we've had our fun and disposed of the king's donkey, I have another animal here. A very Well, the little boy and the little donkey left the marketplace, Pablo. The afternoon was slipping by. And the long shadows on the street told him that before long he'd have to start for home. And when he got there, he must have the piece of silver to give to his father. He tried stopping people along the street. He went from door to door, but no one in all the town seemed to want to buy a small, tired donkey. The sun was going down when he got back to the town gates. His hot tears fell on the small one's back. And the little donkey's head drooped so low that his limp ear almost touched the ground. And then, just as the boy was leading small one up the path to the tanner's door, a voice spoke to him. My son? Yes? Yes, sir? I have a great favor to ask you. Are you the owner of this small donkey? Oh, yes, sir. I have a long journey to make. My wife is not well. I have great need of a strong and gentle animal to carry her safely. Well, small one is very strong and very trustworthy. I can see that. Would you sell him to me? Oh, yes, sir. And the price is only one piece of silver. One piece of silver? Is... is that too much? No. A very reasonable price for such a beautiful animal. Well... I guess he's not really beautiful, but he's good. Yes, I believe you. And I'll be kind to him, I promise you. Here, here's your piece of silver. Come, small one. Do you mind... Do you mind if I come as far as the town gates? You see, small one and I... Not at all. You'll want to say goodbye to him, of course. You can do that while I see my wife safely on his back. Here we are. Easy now, small one. Goodbye, small one. It isn't forever, you know. When I grow up and earn many pieces of silver, I'll buy you back. Won't that be wonderful, small one? All right, my son. We're ready to go. Wait, traveler. Yes, soldier? I must make out the record before you can pass through the town gates. Who are you? My name is Joseph. And your wife? They call her Mary. Your destination? Bethlehem. Pass, traveler. Come, small one. Good, goodbye, small one. Be very gentle and sure of foot. And carry her safe to Bethlehem. And so Pablo the small one passed through the town gates and plodded the many weary miles to Bethlehem. And there in a stable, which became a king's stable, he saw a king born. A king of men, of centuries, of life, of death. Yes, and the small one's tired old eyes saw the shepherds and the wise men who came to pay homage to his small master. And he heard the voices of angels rejoicing 
And the notes they sang were the very same ones his own hoofs had rung out on the stones of the road. And then it came to pass that all those who had laughed at his ragged coat and his limping gait and his drooping ear, they all envied the small one, for he had become a part of a great miracle. Oh, all this was a long, long time ago, Pablo, but... You know, even today, all small donkeys, they stand and dream. Especially at Christmas time. Dream of the small one. The small one of Bethlehem. Tied with strings of gold It isn't perfect and you'll see It isn't even new But Jesus, it's the only treasure I can give to you
Kim Collingsworth and the family, then with My Gift Is Me, a song from the Christmas play called Wise Guys and Starry Skies. And that was followed by Thou Hast Left Thy Throne and a medley called Day of Joy with choir led by Tom Fetke. Now we hear a selection called Rejoice with the Ambrosian Singers and the London Philharmonic Orchestra. This is Heart and Soul's pre-Christmas special with David Evans.
Amy Grant now with the song It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Late Peter Marshall, who was chaplain of the American Senate back in the 1940s, has made a prayer called a Christmas prayer, and this is recorded in his book, The Prayers of Peter Marshall. I just want to read it to you. We yearn, our Father, for the simple beauty of Christmas, for all the old familiar melodies and words that remind us of that great miracle when he who had made all things was one night to come as a babe to lie in the crook of a woman's arm. Before such mystery we kneel as we follow the shepherds and wise men to bring thee the gift of our love, a love we confess has not always been as warm or sincere or real as it should have been. But now on this Christmas that love would find its beloved and from thee receive the grace to make it pure again, warm and real. We bring thee our gratitude for every token of thy love, for all the ways thou hast heaped blessings upon us during the years that have gone. And we do pray, Lord Jesus, that as we celebrate thy birthday, we may do it in a manner well-pleasing to thee. May all we do and say, every tribute of our hearts, bring honour to thy name, that we, thy people, may remember thy birth and feel thy presence among us even yet. May the loving kindness of Christmas not only creep into our hearts, but there abide, so that not even the return to earthly cares and responsibilities, not all the festivities of our own devising, may cause it to creep away weeping. May the joy and spirit of Christmas stay with us now and forever. 
in the name of Jesus, who came to save his people from their sins. Even in that lovely name we pray. Amen. Dear friends, it's not the day that counts. It's the person of the day. It's not the festivities that count. It's the feast of knowing that Jesus Christ is in your heart and life. As we come towards that Christmas season again and we're reminded of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ as someone who came from high estate and took on low estate, that he might be made sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let us remember to be thankful. Let us remember to give him praise and rejoice together for this is a wonderful thing that God has done for us, that he, through all of the ages and generations, did prophesy that Jesus should come and that he would crush the serpent's head. But at the same time, he would be struck by the serpent and that he would die upon the cross. He came to die. He was born to die. But he was also born to rise again. And so today we remember as we begin to celebrate Christmas and the events surrounding it that Jesus our Lord has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Why not this Christmas time give him the best gift of all that you could give to him? That is your heart and life, your allegiance, your love, so that he might become your saviour, your friend, your Lord and the one with whom we will live through all eternity. This is a wonderful experience to know Jesus, to know the Father, and to know the Holy Spirit. May God bless you as we continue to pray and seek the Lord's face. Amen. Now let's hear from Hillsong and their CD, We Have a Saviour, with the song Unto Us. And that will be followed by Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Yeah. 
Well, that's it for this part of our two-part Christmas special in our podcast series. Stand by for the second part to come. We trust that rolling Christmas in early will be a blessing to you in these troublous times. If you haven't committed your life to Jesus, we invite you to bring with him the gift of your love and life this season. God bless you and remember Jesus is the reason for the season. This has been David Evans for Heart and Soul. If you've been blessed by Heart and Soul, why not drop us a line? Our email address is heartandsoulmusic at bigpond.com. We have a website. It's heartandsoul.org.au. Heart and Soul is an Australian program. 